Hi, Rachel. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. So can you, can you see me? I can see you. The lights are kind of making shadows, but you're going to put up on your screen anyway. So yeah. All right. Well, let me see if I can. And it says recording. <laughs> All right. So now can you see this on my screen? No, I still see you. You see me. All right. How do I? You have to go up to the top. Ugh. And it'll say, no, down at the bottom, little green arrow says share. All right. Oh, okay, that's right, share. But I'll All do right. a little intro before you share your screen, eh? Okay. All right, well, let me just see if I can get it screened. So. How do I get this on my. Ugh. Not again. Okay, wait a second. Karen, we need you not to share your screen so that uh, Rachel can. Because mm -hmm. right now it says Karen's got screen sharing. Okay. Okay. So is that your, whose screen is that? I don't know. Okay. Big, okay. I think it was Karen's and she dropped that off. So okay. go down to the little green arrow at the bottom that says share. Okay. All right. Yeah. You can see cool. that? Yes. So now just undo that for a second and I'll do a little intro and then we'll cut you loose. Oh, now I've got to undo it. Well, oh, I can just stop share. Yes. Yay. <laughs> okay. All right. And now I can't see you though. Let's That's okay. See. All right. Uh, we're, we're good. Okay. That's recording. That's the most important part. All right. Hi, everybody. Thanks for joining us. This is Wendy Murdoch here with Dr. Rachel Bellini. Um, uh, Dr. Rachel has, uh, she and I have just been at AAP in December. She changed my life there because she brought all these like five-star general veterinarians to my booth. And um, I've since already been down to Wellington to work with Dr. Engel and Dr. Ober's been buying products. And I've talked to Sherry Johnson and She's going to do a, uh, a talk on um, working with neurologic horses at Rudin Riddle in February. So, so Rachel's been very instrumental in boosting Surefoot along, and I'm so glad to have her here this evening. She's going to uh, present a talk. We tried to do this before, and we forgot to hit record, which is why <laughs> record button's on. Um, so I'm going to turn it over to Rachel and just let her get started. Okay, so now I have nothing with the like could you see my screen i see you you so see just, me yep so just go and to I, your screen share that uh, green button at the bottom well see I, that's the thing i keep it's it's where'd it the go whole, um the let's see you did a good job before I know. Well, it's like it's it's all all of a sudden you're gone. The whole the whole thing is is dis disappeared. I had it for a, a minute. See, I shouldn't have. Did you expand your I, screen? Do you need I'm to sorry, reduce what? your screen? Do you need to reduce your screen or? Yeah, probably, but it's not letting me. It's it's sort of it's sort of strange. I've just kind of I've just kind of lost basically the the Zoom meeting somehow. 
And it's got to be there because we're seeing you. I know, I know. And it's just not, not. Uh, Can you go to your launch pad and just see what you've got? Not launch pad. Um, what is it? What's the one that shows you everything on your screen? See, because if I go to the bottom, mission control, if you go to mission control, yeah. does, does Zoom show up? Oh, man. This is. So we see you just fine. I know. I, I, oh, wait here. Launch meeting, Zoom. Nope. I tried to go back to the web page and all right here, let's just X out of this, X out of this, X out of this. Now I'm on the Zoom. Okay, wait, all right, there we go, found it. She's a great vet, but I don't know about her technical skills. No, I'm terrible, and and now and now of course I've I've lost my I've lost my presentation, so now I've got to go back and and find and find. Oh, you got screen sharing turned on. Yeah, I'm I know, but now I've I had to. Yeah, I'm really really bad with this stuff. We can't all be good at everything, right? No, so, I know, but I... While you're looking, why don't I just keep yeah. everybody entertained for a little bit. Um, so Dr. Bellini has been using Surefoot. She came to the Surefoot workshop that we did in Colorado last June. And I see that Amy Lassat is here. She was at that workshop as well. Hi, Amy. And, um, and Dr. Bellini is a holistic vet that works in Colorado and Illinois. She's been... Uh, all over the place and worked in many different aspects of the industry um, and has incorporated Surefoot into her um, into her work. Um, but she's also been using Surefoot with her personal horse. So when she gets, we got the screen sharing, Rachel, so you just need to open your, your PowerPoint. So you should be seeing your screen, your, your I, computer screen. It's when I try to go to my um, do you do you need to reduce yeah i need to, i need to i need to reduce but when i when I try to go to my When I try to get to Google or anything, I I need to I need to get to my Google Slides, and I can't I can't. All right, here I can. I'm sorry, this is very embarrassing. <laughs> it's reminiscent. I, I had it. I had it for one second, and uh, yeah, you were great. We had it up there. I should. Yeah, you know what? I don't. I don't think this is gonna work tonight. I I'm. I don't think this is gonna. All right, listen, let's do this. Why don't you unshare your screen? I can't even get to my, all right, here we go. I think I might, all right, there we go. All right, all right, here we go. Can you see this? Right now it's just black. It's just black, awesome. Looks like something's happening, but it's not. Options. Hey, if you go to, to um, oh, so can you, yes. can you see that? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Got it. All right. So 
Now I'm so discombobulated. How much time do we have? You're good. Just go. <laughs> All right. So uh, this is, um, I'm Dr. Rachel Hart Bellini. This is my website. This is TJ. This is his nice soft eye while he's standing on surefoot pads. Um, so a lot of people have told me that they're afraid to use the pads because they don't want to hurt their horse. And so I want to talk a little bit about how I use them in my practice as a chiropractor and also how I use them um, on my own personal horse. And I've learned a lot about, you know, how to use them on my, the horses that I practice on from using it on my own horse, obviously, because he's taught me a lot and um, I, I, I know him. So this is, this is actually TJ. I just saw him on Monday and actually I didn't adjust him. This is a trainer's horse and we just wanted to um, see how he liked, what other pads he likes. He already has the orange pads and she wanted to get some more. And so we checked him out and we stood him on these green pads here and he seemed to like those quite a bit. And the thing about using these pads is that I don't, I don't train the horse to use the pads. I just offer them to the horse. Um, I think probably the only place that you can go wrong with these is if you use cross ties on a horse that has never seen them before um, and he might get scared. And so I think that you have to approach every horse um, with these pads as if they might be a little bit afraid of them. And, but other than that, um, you know, the worst thing that's going to happen is the horse is going to step off the pad. And they, they do that a lot. And so typically, um, if you only have one set of pads, and I recommend trying, you know, trying it on one foot, trying it on another foot, trying it on a back foot, flipping the pad over, trying it on the other side, and just playing with it and don't really have any expectations about what to, what to do. And a lot of times the horse will tell you. So this is supposed to go to the next slide. So this is just a, a video of TJ, and this is just him right after we put him on the green pads. And he'd only been on the orange pads before, and so he'd never had any kind of instability at all. And the trainer was saying that she didn't see a lot when he stood on the orange pads. So this was kind of fun because he did start to process um, quite a bit as he stood on these, and you can really see him sort of going into himself. And, and thinking and, you know, kind of exploring um, the movement and the things that he feels. And so a lot of times um, when I start a chiropractic session, I may start and just do something like this, especially if the horse is willing to stand on the pads because um, they can, um, it, it helps to relax them quite a bit, and it also helps them to, um, oops, sorry. It also helps them to tap into their postural muscles a little bit, their stability muscles, and I think that that allows them to relax a little more. Um, this is another um, little horse that we just started. I started him on the orange pads um, this particular day, and you can see that my friend here. Uh, this is Dr. Odette Suter. She came by to watch. She's also standing on the pads and she looks like she's getting a little more out of it than, um, than the horse. Can you hear me? Yep. Okay. All right. So this is um, that same horse and 
this is just kind of to demonstrate one of the other things that you can see with the pads is how much more he's loading into this foot than the other. And that's something that you're going to really appreciate um, as you use these is how, um, how much these horses actually do load into one leg over another leg. And as sports medicine vets or rehabilitation vets or body worker people or horse owners, that's really good information to have because you're going to kind of know that just about everything that your horse does. I mean, this horse is obviously leaning into that left leg and, and this horse does have kind of a bit of a, a left shoulder that gets kind of tight and he's a little bit heavy on his forehand. And so these are all things that I take into account when I'm um, sort of, you know, getting to know the horse or observing the horse. And this is something that I would like to see change over time that he's not maybe so loading so um, asymmetrically. And that's another thing that you can monitor a lot with these pads is how they're using them, how they're, how they're loading them and all that kind of stuff. Um, another area where um, I found them to be really helpful is with nervous horses. And this happened um, just exactly a week ago, Friday, I was at a rescue facility and this horse was new, his name's Amigo, and he kind of came, um, they sort of rescued him from, from the owners were gonna put him down because he was sort of unmanageable and difficult. And um, I started to work on him and it was one of those situations where every time I got near him, he moved away. And every time I touched him, he moved away. And no matter what I did, he would move away. And so we were kind of, going in circles in this little area here. And then I thought, well, let's put him on a pad. And um, that's another nice thing about the pads is that they're great to sort of break up a session if you find yourself not making the kind of progress you wanna make or getting the horse to relax or any of those things. You, you, feel, you feel like your back is against a wall a little bit, you can stop and, and put the horse on a pad. And a lot of times that may shift your whole session. So anyway, in this case, we just put this horse on this half physio pad and he was pretty nervous about it and didn't want to stand on it. And you can see um, the picture is actually of him stepping off of the pad. You can see the impression on the pad where he was standing on it for a very brief moment in time, but not enough time to get my camera out. So. Um, anyway, but what happened immediately afterwards is this horse stood still for his entire chiropractic session and he stopped walking around and he stopped moving and he was suddenly completely grounded. And um, so I haven't um, had too many experiences with nervous horses that was quite this dramatic, but um, this was really very, very impressive with how just... Uh, just a few moments on the pad, uh, this horse was uh, much easier to work with. So um, that was great. It allowed us to have a much more productive session. It went faster, it was easier. He enjoyed it more, I enjoyed it more. Um, this was a horse, remember Wendy at the oh, clinic? Yeah. Um, I think Maybe it's the same horse. If not, it was one that looked just like it, but I guess the, this horse was the one that bolted from the gate. So this yeah. horse came to the clinic and had a history of, it was kind of a feral horse and he would stand at the gate and every time the people went to get it, he would run the other way as fast as possible. 
And um, he basically stood at liberty on this green pad for a few minutes and they took him home. And apparently the next day he didn't bolt away from the gate. So again, much less anxious, much less nervous, um, much calmer. And um, so what's cool is I think that these pads can really, um, in certain cases, shortcut our ability to connect with some of these horses that are anxious, that are fearful, that are not grounded, um, because I do think it tends to tap into um, you know, their parasympathetic nervous system a little bit and make them, make them feel um, not quite so fearful when they're around us. And I think that transfers to pretty much every other human that they meet. So um, that's, that's kind of cool. Um, so opening up, this is a video. This is my horse. This is um, one of the first times I put him on two pads in front. You can see he's kind of on a little bit of a pad behind. I use these pads a lot in conjunction with my work to try to open up the front end, basically that whole area, um, the shoulder girdle, the cervical thoracic junction, the sternum, the hyoid, the first rib, the shoulders, um, everything. And you can see he's, he's really kind of working it here. He's, he's chewing and he's working his jaw and his hyoid. You can see that up here. Um, he's, you know, extending his neck, he's bringing his head down, he's bringing it forward. Uh, he's doing just a whole lot of sort of processing on his own here, um, flexing his neck and, and so on. And that, you know, again, that's work that I don't have to do. Um, that's also work that he's exploring on his own. Sometimes you'll hear um, cavitations in their in their cervical spine when they're moving around like this. Um, so for a while, he really liked this combination of the orange physio pad and the uh, yellow uh, wedge pad. Since then, he's sort of moved on to the blue pads, which he seems to like. You'll see that later. But again, um, this really works, you know, in conjunction with my work because um, most horses uh, do tend to want to overload their front end. They, don't want to lift here from their base. There's uh, not a well-integrated connection between the jaw and the sternum. A lot of times it's broken. A lot of horses will don't want to extend at the base of their neck. They just want to flex the base of their neck. Um, they don't, their chest is sticking out of their, uh, the front of their body here when it should be lifted and should be back. You can see he's still got a bit of a dip up here. That would be nice to sort of lift that more. And so this was, number of months ago we're still kind of working in this area and it gets better and and better um this was a little horse i worked on the other day um again he was a little unhappy he had been dumping his rider and um he was very unhappy through the shoulder through the space of his neck this whole uh right hind leg you can see how he's kind of got it medial underneath himself and how steep his pelvis angle is um, I gave him uh, this pad to stand on and he elected to stand on it um, like this, which I thought was really kind of cool because he was super tight all along the inside of his chest um, and his sternum here. And so here he is really kind of exploring and getting more length down the medial part of his leg here. and. Um, 
And that's just super cool. And so afterward, I had a much easier time kind of adjusting the shoulder, adjusting these lower cervicals because he had actually done some of the sort of myofascial work for me, some of the releasing here. And so, um, so it's always good. I like it. I like it when they do the work for me. And it's very interesting how when you do offer these pads and you sort of offer them without any attachment to what they're doing, how much they will sort of um, find the, the feet and the, and, the, and the areas where they, where they want to stand, where they need, where they need the help. Um, so where should you work on your horses um, when you're doing it? This is um, in a round pen. I really, I love working in, in round pens because I love to um, be able to stand the horses on pads or adjust them or do things and then send them out and let them walk or, or jog and, and see um, how, how they want to change. You can see that this horse is, is um, made some decisions about how he wants to stand. This horse actually has got um, his main issues are sort of the, his right hind and um, his right hip and right lumbosacral area and he has trouble pushing off here and so you can see he's not ready really to kind of stand down on that yet and this diagonal too he's also chosen not to really work on this foot but anyway um i i tend to especially when you're starting out with horses is to give them a little bit of space especially if they're nervous so sometimes they think the pads are enemy number one and it's important for them to feel like they can get away from the pads and get away from you and the pads. Sometimes um, it's nice just to sort of lay them out in an area with a nervous horse and let them just kind of walk around and explore the pads. Um, there's uh, So Rachel, do you start with the pads when you're gonna do a chiropractic session or do you use them during or after or? I, it, 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 it really completely depends on just how I'm sort of feeling at that particular moment. Um, a, lot of, a lot of times, like, like with this particular client, I'll always start the horses in the round pen. I'll look at them in the round pen. I'll bring the pads in the round pen. And sometimes I'll even adjust them in the round pen. And so like I'll stand them on the pads and kind of see how that changes the horse and what else like I have to do. And so I'll use them almost the same way that I'm adjusting because the pads will also shift their bodies. Other times, if I've got a horse that's like super stiff through the front end and I'm sort of working on cross ties and you know, I start to get, I start to shift some things, I may stop and put them under two pads in their front end because I wanna give them a moment to sort of explore the changes that I just made, the, the mobility that I just gave them um so i'll let them kind of stand on the pads and just sort of think about it um a lot of times i'll have horses that even when i'm all done adjusting them they still want to stand with the hind leg like this horse is standing and i feel like they're not really um uh talking to the ground yet and so like i'll give them a softer pad and i'll put that under that foot and sort of you know not necessarily push them back on it but kind of try to encourage them energetically to ground themselves and put their foot down because a lot of times I feel like they're just not really um, you know focused on the ground and the same thing with the hind end if I do a lot of work like on the SI joints and the sacrum and all that stuff I, I let you know it's fun if you can put the pads on them behind and again give them a chance to explore that new 
mobility because a lot of times we in our work we're going to be shifting things and we're going to get things moving and we're going to try and get things back in place but it's great when the horses can be a participant in that whole process because i think that allows things to hold better and i think that allows the brain body connection to sort of be stronger and those pathways to be a little stronger and so this is kind of a way that I can often get them sort of involved a little bit in their own self-care and then with a little bit of luck their owners buy pads and then they can do it afterward and that's even cooler. Um, I think too you know people talk about oh my you know my horse won't stand on the pads he doesn't want to stand on the pads I think you know it's important to kind of ground yourself lower your expectations um you know if he's really being resistant stop that day come back another day maybe you know think about when you're doing it maybe try doing it after the horse has been ridden when he's maybe a little more relaxed um you know and just and just kind of play with it a little bit and play with your energy when you're approaching the pad if you're in a hurry and you're trying to you know get them to stand on these pads and you have this agenda, it, sometimes that's not as good as just sort of organically allowing them to just explore and, and, and decide what they want to want to do. Um, this is my horse, Lou. Uh, you know, this is kind of something that I like to do with him is I'll just go out in the indoor arena and I'll bring the pads and, um, you know, we just kind of fool around and, and he gets to choose sort of what he what he likes and, and, and what he wants what he wants to do. These are the pods, if you've never seen these, it's actually quite amazing how many horses really like standing on these pods. Um, I have found for some reasons that thoroughbreds seem to like them more than other horses. <laughs> I'm not sure why. Um, it does seem to stimulate and maybe open up the joint capsule a little bit. Um, and, uh, and like I said, they they do they do seem to they do seem to enjoy that. Um, we're still waiting for the dog pads, um, but yep, we're working on it. <laughs> <laughs> Just a reminder that you know Hallie is waiting for her pads. Okay. Um, this is um, a video of just a little pony I did the other day, and this is at the end of his session. This is me trying to get him to. Um, stand down on that pad there in the back because he kind of had a little bit of a left hind, not quite as connected to the body. And as you can see, he's way more in. Oops, we lost your audio. Did I? Okay. Oh, you're see. back. Okay. Um, he's more interested in what's going on outside and isn't isn't really isn't paying attention. So um, that didn't really that didn't really help. Um, Here's my horse. This is um, Lou again, and this was kind of interesting. I did, this was the first time I got him to stand on the blue pads behind. There's a fair bit of instability with these. And um, so this was his first session of standing on these pads. And um, you can really see him swaying quite a bit behind, but not moving too much in his front part of his body. Um, his neck looks completely different from that other video. Yeah, yeah, and so he's you know he's still he's yeah he's he's this is you know further further along and he, it's helped a lot. So he's pretty he's pretty still here. He's not moving a whole he's not moving a whole lot. Um, he's definitely getting some you know a lot of feedback and stuff, but he's he's not wanting to kind of 
He's a little bit, he's a little bit, um, you know, holding on a bit in front. You can see he's a little bit braced here. You can see his some tension in his pectoral muscles. There's a lot of sway behind. But, yeah, <laughs> but a lot of sway behind. But you know, he's he's pretty he's pretty unstable here. So then this was this was a, a week a week later, and um, you know, no change. Uh, you know, other than just another another week gone by, and you can see how much more he's moving in front and how much more stable he is behind and how much more um you know how, how much this is affecting just all the rest of his body you know he can move his front end he's a lot more relaxed through his shoulder you're not seeing the same tension up here he's you know able to pick his foot up and put it back down and you know just really really mess around and so to me you know and you can see how his chest is a little more lifted through here and just a way less tension yeah. all through his front end he's not having to grip despite you know the challenge to his hind end he's not having to grip you know the ground to stay and he's not stay. fighting on the on the lead anymore i mean it's the whole head and neck is yeah that was yeah that was even earlier but again here this was so these this was the previous video where you know he's got he's not he's not nearly a lot more tension a lot more bracing up through this front end here. You can see all the, you know, the, the, the tension, you know, lines between the muscles, these are contracted. And then, you know, we go, and, and, you know, again, this is like nothing happened between these two sessions other than, you know, I mean, I, he got ridden a few times, but he didn't have any therapy. And so just the, just that, and, and I didn't use the pads at all between these sessions. And so just one week of, using the blue pads one time, um, you can really see how much more he, he was able to relax on these, on these pads. And his neck, you know, there's just a lot less tension up in the shoulder and in the neck. Um, he's a lot more confident um, here. And, and just in general, this horse has become a, a, mu a much more confident horse in, in every part of his his life he's he's got a better ranking in the herd um his he's he's not quite as reactive to ride he's better you know just about all you know all all things that that we do um and then you know this is this is kind of to me sort of what you know what i'm really trying to you know one of the things i'm really trying to accomplish he wasn't this horse wasn't always good for the farrier and I think that in general I you know at least in our barn I see a lot of horses um, that are quite anxious for getting their shoes put on and um, you know Lou has got um, you know they do a harp bar on one foot and Corins, and you know he's there for a couple hours and he used to be pretty um, pretty stressed out by the whole process. And now, I mean, you can see like just his eye, how it's half shut there, just standing there. Um, and, you know, when a horse is stable, having their legs picked up doesn't make them anxious. And, um, you know, for any vets that listen to this or people that do flexion tests, I always wondered, you know, why, why can't horses stand on three legs? Why, why is this so hard? And, it's because they are not stable in their other legs, whether they're sound, whether they're strong, whether they've got muscles, I don't care what they look like, um, they, should, they should be able to stand like this. And here's, here's the front foot again, you know, he's very, 
he's completely relaxed. His back has got good length. He's, you know, he's soft through his muscles. He's very, very comfortable here. And here's, here's just a video. I was just kind of muck, messing around doing, you know, really trying to challenge him here. And I put him on two of the blue pads to stand on and then he's getting his other leg worked on and again you can see that he's you know he's he's cool he's 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 on these unstable pads and he's not um you wouldn't even know the farrier was working on him until the camera moves back exactly exactly and so you know this is this this is a horse that when i started first started riding him i couldn't pick up any of his legs i mean he would strike with his front legs and cow kick with his rear legs because wow. he he was not comfortable standing on any one leg, and it's the, the surefoot pads have the surefoot pads have um, made a uh, a big you know a huge a huge difference um, in terms of you know his his ability to be stable. And um, here's TJ again having his with his eye. Oh no, this is Lou. This is Lou getting his shoes. Sorry. Um, you know, um, the stability training makes everything you do with their horse easier. Everything. There's, there's less bracing, there's less compensation, and there's less fear. And um, it's, it's really, it, it's amazing. Um, I've found that in my practice, um, a lot of people ask, you know, should I charge more? Should it take more time? You know, at the moment for me, I think actually it takes less time to adjust the horses if I can get them to stand on the pads for a little bit because they um they have um they are able to relax more and um they you know they're more relaxed and so i did a, i did a whole bunch of horses at one barn and it was amazing because i got through them way faster than i expected to and most of these horses stood on pants and they just adjusted faster they just adjusted easier they just were more willing they were more relaxed they didn't fight as much um and and um so that's you know and again it's very it's very organic how i use it when i'm working i mean it, if i if i'm working on a horse and i'm not able to get something i may just stop put them on some pads right. and if, we if, have less than a minute and i, I want to thank you so much for doing this <laughs> again and i think the thing that was the most important for me was when you said when you first got this horse he would strike and cow kick because yeah you look at that horse with the farrier working on him and that tells the story right there yeah no it no it really it really it, you know it, it's been a huge the instability is a huge huge problem with horses that we don't treat enough or recognize enough or acknowledge enough and um you know it's it's great it's great to have these it's great to have this tool and um it's great to see you again yeah and yeah he was so fun wasn't it <laughs> Oh, he was a blast. We're going to do it again, okay, in Las Vegas. <laughs> All right, Perfect. well, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. And um, thank you, Rachel, for doing this again. And I'll post the video up as soon as it's downloaded. I'll edit out that little bit in the beginning so it's, we tighten it up. Oh, yeah. Edit, perfect. Yeah, edit out the beginning where I'm having a meltdown. I like yeah, that. Yeah, but you're getting better because it took us longer <laughs> last time. All right. Thanks, everybody, for joining. All right. Bye. Have a good night. Thank you.